This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. Today, my guest is Gagan, and she's in the United Kingdom, and I've got a little story to share before I introduce her. Uh, so she's a member of Rheumatoid Support. And she sent me an update. I hadn't heard from her prior to this, and her update was very long. So she was providing me with a lot of background about her symptoms, how they started, and how they progressed very, uh, very severely, and her meeting with her rheumatologist and so on. And we're about to hear about all this in just a moment. And I was expecting at the end a long list of questions. So Clint, what should I do? So how do I overcome this challenge and this challenge, which is normal uh, for people wanting you know, to use the service and to get my feedback on their situation. But as the long post got longer and longer, I'm realizing, hang on, she's telling a story of recovery here. And when we got right, right to, when I got right to the end of reading, I found out that she has nothing to ask of me other than to tell me an incredible story. And I immediately replied to her and said, please, can you come on the podcast and share this? Because this is remarkable. And here she is today. So she was diagnosed with palindromic rheumatoid arthritis, a seropositive case. So she had positive rheumatoid factor and positive uh, anti-CCP markers. And she's about to tell us today how she has uh, not only removed the symptoms of this condition, but has reversed her anti-CCP markers in her blood work. And so it's a great thrill to uh, welcome her today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you ever so much. And firstly, the reason for the essay was the thanks. Um, I was so grateful um, that you had turned my my life completely around and given me many, many more years of quality life that I, I've come through this story. I've got to thank the guy that's, you know, has guided me through this process. It's been amazing. Well, you know, one of the, <laughs> one of the by far the best part of you know, having a uh, a service where we help people with this condition is hearing the successes. And so, you know, I'll probably be smiling throughout this entire interview because this stuff is so real. This isn't like, you know, you bought a car and you love your car and your car's, it gives you some pleasure. This is like debilitating, life-ruining, just family-impacting, life-limiting, you know, just all-encompassing health condition that has been influenced so strongly through lifestyle changes that are based on research and they have provided you with the outcome that you've so desperately wanted. And I know some people listen to these or watch all these episodes and feel frustrated sometimes that they don't get the same results as our guests. And so what I want people to to keep in mind as they watch or listen to this episode is not to be make comparisons and be disappointed if you aren't further along the path than you want to be, but just look for insights and look for solutions that we might cover here that you can apply at your stage of your journey that's relevant for you. So that's what I'm hoping and that it becomes inspirational. So <laughs> let's, let's hear about, um, walk us through 
the sequence of uh, of events for your health, both deterioration and then the start of uh, the interventions? Right. So I started having mild um, symptoms after the birth of my second child um, back in August 2014. Uh, at that time, I didn't connect it with any kind of chronic condition or anything. It was um, lower back pain. I would get uh, my knees would hurt at times. My heel would hit, hurt. My hip would hurt. But it wasn't debilitating in any kind of way. And this kind of rumbled along for a couple of years until I got a, a virus, a viral stomach bug, from which I was extremely um, unwell um, and I just could not bounce back as such. So the virus was in October 2017 and by Christmas of that year, I couldn't walk more than 100 metres, I couldn't climb stairs, I had extreme fatigue, I had pain everywhere. Uh, I was extremely depressed, very anxious. I could no longer drive. My neck was really bad. Um, I was a danger onto other people that, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do the school run. Uh, I had two small children to look after and I was sleeping probably 12 to 14 hours a day. And again, not being able to do much. I was just kind of pottering around the house. That was the, the maximum mobility that I had at the time. Wow. So I then uh, saw my GP before Christmas and uh, she sent me for some basic blood tests and she said my inflammatory markers were raised. I had low vitamin D. Um, I went down to 13 and she said uh, it would be good to speak to a rheumatologist and then go from there. Um, I didn't get the rheumatology appointment until March the following year through the NHS. But on visiting her, again, she took my bloods. I had a positive rheumatoid factor, positive anti-CCP, uh, elevated CRP levels, and um, it was palindromic rheumatoid arthritis. And her advice was um, to take aggressive early action in the form of a steroid injection, which she gave me on the spot. And she prescribed um, hydroxychloroquine to take and um, then come back and see her in a few months' time. Mm -hmm. um, so me and my husband, we were um, attended this appointment. And even at the time, he did ask the question, um, has diet got anything to do with this? And she confidently said no. She goes, exercise and eating healthily is, is good enough, but diet's really not going to make any significant changes. It's the medication that's really going to help you. We knew next to nothing about RA at the time. Um, I didn't know anybody personally in, within my close family that had suffered from it. I had uh, memories of it, and a friend of mine whose aunt had it, I remember as a child, a distant relative I, I had known of a young person who had had it, and but they had kind of helped, they'd had, had some advice on diet and they had improved. Um, but otherwise, other than that, it was a very, you know, scarce knowledge. So my husband, he took to uh, scouring the internet. I really, I wasn't kind of up to it at the time even. I was so um, depressed and so just had so much brain fog, even mm. trying to look for solutions were um, very difficult at the time. And so my husband, you know, and he found your TED talk uh, and that was uh, a turning point. And it, luckily it was literally within a few days of the diagnosis and um, he had a, a chemistry background himself, and he was like, "Oh, I think this guy makes sense. Um, this is this is what this is what we need to do." And so, by Good Friday, we had a long Easter weekend. So, for practical reasons, we packed off the kids, sent them to the grandparents, and we started the um, detox. So it was uh, the celery juice um, and the you know, lots of greens, 
Um, I get and, goosebumps. I'm seriously, I just yeah. get goosebumps thinking about it because anyone who's not experienced the two-day cleanse of celery juice and cucumber juice, I mean, <laughs> the pain reduction is like, for most people, a little disclaimer that for mm. most people, uh, is phenomenal. So I'm hoping that you'll also uh, share that, that, that that was your experience. Yes, because, yeah. it was. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Within, you know, within the, those, those days itself, my body just started to shrink. Um, I didn't realize how swollen my knees were until they started to shrink. And I was like, I just, I didn't even know they were that swollen. Um, the, you know, my hip, my whole body started shrinking. I, I was dropping in the weight and I, I had just thought I was still carrying my baby weight from my second child. And I didn't realize that I could shrink so much within a, f- a matter of days. Um, and, you know, the, the fatigue was lifting, the pain was reducing, or it was like magic. Um, mm. And what also was that the, when you, ha- when you have RA and you don't know what your triggers are, every day, every morning you get up as a surprise. You don't know whether you're going to have a good day, you're going to have a bad day, how you're going to feel, where the pain is going to be in your body. It's like, you know, stabbing in the dark. Um, it's a complete mystery. But once I started on the program, I had this newfound predictability that um, if I'm sticking with these basic foods, I've got an idea of what tomorrow's going to be like. And it continued like that. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just eating very basic foods, but it's worth it. Um, my life is, is changing. You know, it was, it was incredible. That, that was my experience, which was that you're desperate for some certainty you're desperate yes. for some repeatability and predictability. These words mm. you don't have when you're just yeah. having like this random concept of flares and no cause yeah. inflammation. What we want so desperately when we're inflamed and in pain and just hurting and miserable and lacking hope is that we can have day after day where it's consistent and predictable because you feel a sense of control. And that is yes. so, yeah. so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you can't attend social events because you'll put something in the diary and you never know what you're going to be like that day. And then people think you're just bailing on them left, right <laughs> and center. And you, you, just, you, you're, you just cannot plan your life. And when you're at a state where I was, where I was kind of stuck indoors, I couldn't, I couldn't do the school run. I couldn't walk 100 meters. Um, even during the day when I, was, I would have to cook for a little bit, sit down, get up again. Mm. You know, it, I was living a very, very compromised um, life. And mm. I, I can't plan to do anything. I can't, I don't know what tomorrow is going to be like. Mm. I, I, the future was so um, unknown. I was like, what am I going to be like when my children are older? How am I going to raise them? Yeah. Um, when, I, yeah. when I've got, um, I was requiring help from my husband, um, my, my in-laws, my parents. And I, I can't, I can't raise my kids. I can't help my kids. But I'm dependent on other people's help. Um, yes. And uh, I was like, uh, I can't live like this. Um, yeah. The, the, the fear really digs deep when you project into the future and you think, yeah. okay, where will I be in one year, two years, five years? Where am I going to be in 10 years? And yeah. I see this in the US advertising for some of the big biologic drugs here and they mm. use this, they know about this fear. We all have this mm. fear about where we, how our joints going to deteriorate and what will they look like and feel like and how will they serve us in the future. Yeah. And it's that future projection and bringing those images forward into the present moment that scares the living heck out of us. And mm. so, yeah, and it's not fictitious. I mean, these things happen. If the disease is uncontrolled, 
that it's progressive. And, and that's why it's so frightening as a condition. You know, sometimes I look at something like cancer and, you know, the surgeons can go in and they give you the hopeful news that you want to receive afterwards, that all the cancer has been removed. And then you feel, okay, well, I'm cancer free until mm. if or when it returns. And that's a good feeling. Um, but with rheumatoid and these autoimmune inflammatory conditions, you kind of feel like mm. you, goodness me, it's like with you forever working away at you in a negative way. And it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just an awful, awful thought process. So you're in this mess and uh, you've got all this and you, your husband's gone and got the Patterson program and you've cleansed. Yeah. And, and then what was next? You started getting this consistent pain each day. You're on the baseline portion, the elimination yeah. phase. Yeah. What, what happened yeah, next? Yeah. Uh, so we stayed on the uh, baseline for, I think it was two weeks was um, um, the required. And okay, we thought we'll, we'll try. I started with a t- uh, two grain mix, just the quinoa and the buckwheat. Um, and one day, because the amaranth hadn't arrived, I'd ordered it through Amazon and it not arrived. And, um, so I thought, okay, let's try with the amaranth. It's one of the basic grains. And I had a huge reaction to the amaranth. Wow. Exactly. And my right hand um, just kind of I had the pain in the center of my right hand was incredible. And I'd, by then I'd had a, quite a few days of being uh, having low, the pain reducing. And I was like, OK, so this system does work because I've just introduced something new and I've reacted. Mm. It might be something which is on which for a lot of people it suits. Like mm. up until today, I've not tried amaranth again because it, it frightened me so much. I'm sure I'd probably be fine with it now. But I was like, okay, this works. This, you know, so I'm I'm not going near amaranth again. But then slowly I started with the, the sweet potatoes and um, you know, which were, you know, fantastic at the time and, and just and just stayed with the, the grain mix um and the greens. But and then after, you know, a few weeks, that becomes difficult because you've been eating the same foods for a long time. And I wasn't able to consume enough of the greens I was finding because my weight had dropped a bit and um it was and so then, my, again, my husband went onto your videos and he found a podcast where somebody had made them um, the green smoothies. And uh, that was life changing again. And we, I would make a one liter of green smoothie and consume that every day for about nine months. Um, oh, good, so good, one good. liter of green smoothie for nine months is a long time. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I was slowly introducing new foods uh, to see then how I would do. But um, the green smoothie was a, a staple. You know, it was you know big, big, big change. It's a big change, and it's absolutely a brilliant change and it's mm. also not an unpleasant thing to consume i love no. green smoothies and so yeah yeah um whilst a leader of you know greens and fruit uh, may not sound appetizing for people who are new to our channel or new to this concept mm. once your taste buds are, you get used to it and once you yes. find the yes. right combination that you like the right fruits and the right greens yeah yeah i love them like melissa's been yeah. doing them again for me each afternoon bless her and uh, and i can't wait you know for each one it's delicious Mm, yeah, no, and that was a good way that I could have introduced papaya. Um, yep. So that was nice. I was getting some fruit in, and so and as lucky for me, the season had changed. The summer had come, so it's much easier to have a green smoothie in the summer yes. uh, in England by comparison to the winter. You know where it, it can get quite cold, but it was it, and it was very like socially acceptable. I can take along my green smoothie yeah. and go places, and it's fine if it's a picnic. I'm fine. I've got my smoothie. It, it's it's great. You know, but it enabled me to start to 
go out and about again. And even if it was taking my own packed lunch with me, it was fine. But at least I was present rather than my husband having to take the children out on their own. Mummy's at home not feeling well. So it kind of started my reintroduction into society because I had for probably best of six months just been at home, not being able to do much or go anywhere or, or see anybody. And then every time somebody did come and visit you, it was kind of like, oh, you're so unwell, you know, um, yeah, you don't you want know, to be seen. You want to hide. You don't want to be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm a young person. I don't want to be this sick person that people, I haven't died and they were coming to visit me. You know? I haven't died yet. <laughs> That's right. It's crazy. Uh, no, I, I recall that. And throughout my you know years of experiments with, with the diet and the yoga and just the really high inflamed years, all I wanted to do was show up because at the time I was my only income with stand-up comedy, I just wanted mm. to show up to the gig, do the gig, go home, and then see no one again until my next yeah, yeah. gig. And prior to that, I was extremely social. You know, I wanted mm, to be yeah. the life of the party. I wanted to be doing crazy stuff and calling mm. the boys at two in the morning. Come on, let's go to the next. Pl-, you know, <laughs> so that at, yeah. at, and of course, um, you, you just want to go inward. My dad always puts it well. He says, you look at animals when they're sick, and he, he often refers to the dogs that we have on our farm. He said, when a dog gets sick, it goes lies under the water tank, and it can mm. stay there sometimes for two days. You won't even see the dog. It won't eat. It won't come out. And then it comes out, and it's perfect, right? Yeah, goes exactly. in sick yeah. for two days under the water tank, and then it comes out, yeah, and it's perfect. Yeah. And he yeah. said that, you know, and I often think of that because – we're the same, you know, we just want to go and get under the water tank and hide yeah, yeah. and then feel yeah, better yeah. and then come back out. Mm. And the dog, yeah, of yeah. course, when it's under the tank, it's not eating, it's fasting, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's getting well exactly. by resting. It's getting yeah. well, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, my, my physical symptoms were hugely improving but by the and because I was having these one liter smoothie every day, that was a major contributor. But by the towards the end of the summer, I found that my mental health was suffering. I was still feeling anxious, social anxiety. Sure. I was suffering from, you know, like kind of that reintroduction, seeing people, but then again, explaining what I've been doing and how I've been doing it. And then people are like, are you sure this is the way, you know, are you going to, um, it's nice to see you, you know, hope you get better. And, but I was still, and so I went to see my GP. And she sent me for um, CBT, a group therapy for people with chronic um, conditions. My husband also found the Linden Method through one of your podcasts as well. I did that program and I slowly felt much better for it as well. Um, so that was Tell us that about really that. Good. Tell us about that um, because the Linden Method has really helped yeah, some of, some of our, our members. Can you do a quick, like one or two minutes, just a quick recap of what was, was involved if it was expensive, can you do it at home and how it helped you? Yeah, well, you can, you do it on, at home, you buy online and it's a series of videos that you watch and it's a, like a method of, I suppose, retraining your brain of um, how to deal with the, um, the uh, uh, social anxiety and about how it's to do with your creative side. And um, I remember that that was a, you know, you've got this creative intelligence. It's the end that you are not this anxiety. And it was, uh, well, it's a long time ago now, yeah, yeah. but it, it was, it was very, very helpful. Right. I, I can't remember how much it cost, but it was, we just bought it online and it was a series of videos that we had that I watched. That's like um, a, a video and, course. A video yeah. Course. A video course. Yeah. Okay, I think great. it was about six, six videos possibly. Great. And it, they progressed and they, they taught you different ways of viewing things um, in life. 
Uh, that's fabulous. And um, yeah. I can thank Jackie for that. She's a big fan of... Yeah, of, yeah uh, that was found through your pod- one of your podcasts. So that was, that was very helpful. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. So, yep. So good. So we're seeing the improvements now as the sort of chronological uh, evolution evolves yeah. with your story. Uh, you're feeling better mentally, even though it's still challenging. You're probably getting some yeah. comments about your weight. Probably, how yeah, come we yeah. haven't seen you for so long? How come you're not yeah, eating? Yeah. Why aren't you eating with us tonight? Us, you know, yeah. What's yeah. that green-looking your Shrek juice that you, you got <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to a restaurant with my, you know, pat lunch as well. And it was initially it was my my father-in-law's yeah. birthday, and I, I had my pat lunch. They're, you know, they're very supportive. So, but you know, I'm thinking hiding it. I'm in the restaurant. They're going to be yeah, worrying yeah. why I've got yeah, my yeah, pat exactly. lunch with me. You know. <laughs> Yeah, but but God, um, but God forbid you take a bite of the oily dinner because it was just set yeah. you back a month, you know, or sometimes yeah, exactly. more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it wasn't. It's not worth the, not um, worth the, the little bit. Yeah, not yeah. worth it. No, no. I, I have been extremely disciplined. Um, yeah. I, I've not cheated as such, you know. I've because mm. I, I I remember. I look at how, back at how bad I was, and when you start to see your self progress, you're too scared to go back to yeah. how you were. Like, I always say, I'm never going to be like that again. Never. Yeah. I, I won't let it happen. Yeah. And now you, because you, I know the solution, I know how to not go back. Um, you just, you stick with it. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's frightening, you know. And yeah, you also get addicted to the highest nutrient dense foods, and you get yeah. really um, excited about putting into your body like super fuel or basically yeah, like yeah. premium petrol that you put at the gas station. Yeah, yeah, now, definitely. It just gets definitely. exciting. You're like, what could I even do? Wow, let's add some sprouts to my salad <laughs> with my green <laughs> smoothie. And like, I'm like, I, I can't even imagine the vibration of my energy. You know what I mean? It just becomes <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you want to almost Absolutely. take it to the highest possible level. You know, so you're not only taking probiotics, but now you're doing sauerkraut. Well, what can we do? Well, let's let's <laughs> yeah. put some like you know other flavors in our sauerkraut. You know, to, yeah. So you can become like a total. You can become very very excited by that the massive health that you can be providing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that helps. Okay, <laughs> what happened next? What happened next? So February 2019, I saw my uh, rheumatologist again and she said I had gone into remission. So that was really nice. Uh, so that was within one year of starting the Patterson program. So I was like, wow, this is amazing. I never thought I'd see the day. Remission is, you know, incredible. Um, I, I can't beat that. I can't beat being in remission. That is, um, uh, you know, and that, again, that gave me more confidence. And she didn't impose any medication on me either. She said, whatever you're doing, stick with it. It's obviously working for you. Because I, I, I know I forgot about the hot yoga, which I had obviously with this green smoothies. I did plenty of hot yoga. I was doing it regularly three times a week. And then as I improved, I reduced it to twice a week. Um, and now I kind of go ad hoc basis um, when, when I feel I need it, uh, you know, just want to kind of loosen up a bit. Hey, we also um, forgot about the uh, the Plaquenil that you were on for only a short time as well. Uh, hydroxy hydroxychloroquine isn't. I think, I think that's, that's Plaquenil. A, is that the same thing? Yeah, okay, same right. thing. I I, I find thing. it hard to pronounce the uh, <laughs> the other version. Um, yeah. So yes, can you just um, remind the audience because I remember from your um, private post to me. But uh, can you remind? Can you tell the audience uh, that you did go on that for a while? Yes, it was just for five weeks because um, I was di- diagnosed on March the 13th. So immediately I started on the um, on the medication and then uh, I started 
two weeks later, I started the Patterson program. So there was a three week overlap between the Patterson program and the um, and the medication. But then because I had seen such improvement with the Patterson program, I thought I'm going to drop the uh, medication. And so if, if, if the program doesn't work, I'll pick it up again later. I thought it's not going anywhere. So yeah. I, I wanted to, I wanted to give the, the Patterson program a, a good chance first. And we, and and not and without anything else interfering because I didn't then I wouldn't be I'd be in a situation now is it the Patterson program that's working mm. or is it the medication that's working I, I wouldn't know. And that's a common common question. Uh, yeah, people, in yeah. fact, in fact, someone else asked me inside rheumatoid support last night whether or not mm. they should start the program at the same time as methotrexate. You know, and there are a lot of uh, subtle considerations that need to be taken into account like the fact that the medication can take some time to begin. Yeah. So that's one factor. Another variable is how much pain you're in. I mean, are you likely to want, are you likely to need the medication anyway? And if that's the case, then will we need to throw everything at the situation regardless Yeah. based on her C-reactive protein, her physical symptoms and so forth, um, how medication adverse she is, how how passionate she is about the interventions of the Patterson program and whether or not it's something she's dragging her feet or if she's rare and to go and willing to do like you did, a mm. huge compliant approach with massive I was determination. Really yeah. Medication averse. Um, right, because right. I thought I'm too young to start on medication because it will be then for the rest of my life. And I, when I looked at the leaflet and saw all the side effects, mm. I was like, I, I can't <laughs> be dealing with this. I'm not, I'm not. This is this is a last option, you know. Right. If it, if it has to be that way, I want to mm-hmm. try other things first. Yeah. I wanted to keep things as natural as possible. Uh, you know, you hear stories about people being able to he- heal themselves. I thought, why why can that not be possible? Mm-hmm. There's got to be there's got to be another way. It's just a matter of finding the solution. So when, that's where you came in. <laughs> when you went back to the uh, rheumatologist that twelve months later, uh, the same one that said diet had no impact at all. And I don't know the answer to this. I'm not setting you up for this. Um, yeah. But I don't imagine that um, that they were very interested in what you were doing or even recall no. telling you that diet didn't matter and make an apology or anything. I imagine that no, it was no. just very much shrug and just whatever you're doing. Yeah, it's like uh, she made note that uh, this lady is um, carrying on with what she's doing and that's fine. And she's kind of said that, oh, symptoms can come and go. That was the um, kind of uh, approach. And she's and, and she was like, oh, I'll see you again in a few months. And if things are, we'll see how things are then. Um, so and, and I was I was really convinced that it was a Patterson program that was working. She didn't. She asked me a few questions, but it wasn't very um she wasn't digging in deep, but the rheumatology nurse, on the other hand, was extremely yeah. helpful, um, and she was very interested in what I was doing. Um, and she said, "You just carry on with it, don't worry." Because she was just, she was uh, so nice to see a success story. You know, mm. it's um, and someone who is who is dealing well with the situation. Because I'm sure she sees many people who are mm. not dealing with it, mm. and um, she was she was very very supportive. So she she was lovely. Mm. Um, but the, like you say, the rheumatologist was kind of standoffish okay we'll see where this goes um yeah it's really it's unsettling yeah. it's unsettling yeah. because you basically it's almost like they they give you that kind of oh you're doing well wink thinking <laughs> you'll be back you'll be yeah, back exactly. here and my you'll drugs back, yeah. will solve your problem so, yeah exactly, look and yeah. and and i i'm tongue-in-cheek of course because 
realistically, that is the case for so much of the yes. people they see. And yeah, if you yeah. only see the same thing, same patterns repeat every single day, then you're going to be convinced of that's the way things are. And, yeah. let's, and let's be real here. How many people actually want to live the way that you and I live right now? How it's, many people want yeah. to um, restrict their diet to be plant-based and no oil and mm. whole foods? Because yeah. we're going to hear about your diet in just a second. Um, and yeah. you have advanced, like I do, to eat high-fat foods. Um, yes. You're eating nuts, eating avocados. So it's not a low-fat diet forever. No, it's a low-fat no. diet until you can eat the fat. That's yeah. all it is. If you can eat the fat on day two, go for it. Yeah. These yeah, are good absolutely. foods, right? Yeah, it's you're very lucky a, if you can. Yeah, day yeah it's two. uncommon, very <laughs> uncommon. But if you can do low fat, it, it, it's not a low fat diet. It's a, a fat, it's a diet in which fat must be postponed until, as I said, until it doesn't need to be anymore. And so how many people can do it? How many people are interested in doing it? Well, it's stories like yours that need to be shared as much as possible so that people feel that it's worth trying. They need an example. And we're building a huge number of examples, but we need a lot more because there's the scope of the size of the number of people who don't believe it's possible far outweigh Mm. the number of people who do. And so, yeah. um, So uh, let's, uh, I went on a little bit of a tangent there, (laughs) but so you've met her, met with her now, and uh, yeah. she's given you this kind of like, well, you're doing great, keep it up. Yeah. And then you went away from there, and then what did you do next? I continued with the reintroduction of foods, but I also um, started a lot of um, mindfulness meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, one uh, guided meditation that I'd received from the um, the chronic uh, illnesses group, where I found very useful and. Uh, just my general interest in yoga increased and mindfulness. And so I was trying to stress management as much as possible, as well as reintroduction of foods. Um, so then I went on to um, more grains. Like I could have, it took me a long time to even have white rice. I sure. couldn't tolerate that for a long time. And then uh, lentils, oats. Oats changed my summer after 2000. Summer 2019 was really, really um, incredible because of, of oats. It really uplifted my well-being. Um, and I saw the oats were coming in and more fruits were coming in. Um, frozen fruits, I found that I wasn't able to tolerate bananas, but if I froze it, I can eat it. I can make um, watermelon. I couldn't eat it fresh, but I froze it. I could eat it. Berries, uh, raspberries in particular, I can't eat them fresh, but frozen, they're perfectly fine. And so that way I'm getting the nutrition as well and not having any reaction to it. All these foods came in over the summer. Mm. And then I had another appointment at the... Um, end of uh, last year, so December 2019, and I saw the rheumatologist again, and I was going in there ready for uh, to see her with the mindset that, can I come and see you in a year's time now rather than every six months? So that was where I was at in my mind. And as I got in there, she kind of looked at my my bloods and everything, and she goes, oh, so what should we do now? I said, can, I, can it be longer until I come back? And she goes, we can discharge you. And kind of the like what this is this is a you know my the ground opened and you know I was like this is amazing like I I absolutely cannot believe you you know she what she was happy she just I'm happy for you to be discharged because your anti-CCP has reversed you're not um you know she she checked physical examination I had no signs of any kind of inflammation anywhere you know obviously she could see from from me generally that I had I've got no aches and pains 
literally zero symptoms. And um, so she goes, yeah, you're discharged and that's it. You're you're free to go, free to live the rest of your life, (laughs) pain free, (laughs) medication free. What a story. What a story. Yeah. Yeah, She won't maybe say those words again because of the situation of her patient, potentially for the rest of 2020, potentially for the next several years. What Mm. she's observed with you and, and, and the turnaround that you've achieved is phenomenal and so mm. uncommon. Yeah. You know, we hear it all the time on this podcast, on, on this mm. show, right? And we start to think that that can be therefore quite achievable for most people. Uh, it's mm. not the case. It's a very, very, very long, hard road. And yeah. your story is uh is very remarkable and uh and and fantastic as i said mm. common on this podcast extremely almost unheard of in in outside of these these yeah, kind real, of yeah the yeah. rest of real life yeah in real life yeah <laughs> uh, so so that's amazing i just want to touch upon a couple of things that you mentioned and not to 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 skim over them because some people have probably like had, had has piqued their interest one is the oats, and the other is the freezing the fruits. And I say them mm. now, both of them at once, because I don't want it to, to, for us to forget uh, one or the other. So the first one, the oats, I just want to comment on that. I, too, noticed a significant feeling of well-being after my morning morning meal changed from, it did evolve from, obviously, the uh, the pseudo-grain mix for a very long time, for over yeah, a, that was, over that a was year. Yeah, that was mine as well. Yeah. yeah. And then honestly, I can't remember if I was then starting to, if I then actually started to have rice-based breakfasts, right? Which sounds really crazy again to Westerners, but in Japan, where I've been five times, they have rice for breakfast every morning. So there's, mm. it's not a crazy thing. It's not like wrong mm. for the human body. It's just we get into habits of when we eat yeah. certain foods. Yeah, absolutely. Japan, rice for breakfast, you're kidding me. That's normal, right? And so I can't remember if I started having... You know my um my um, what I call mega miso meal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's you know I can't remember if I was doing that for breakfast for a period of time, or whether or not I just continued with the t- pseudo grain mix for for much longer and then shifted to oats. But when oats came into my diet, which was about two years after starting sort of the the, the pseudo grain, a very long time. Mm. I definitely noticed health improvements, not just symptom improvements, but a feeling of more sustained sort of metabolism or not metabolism, but sustained energy levels. Yeah. Just a feeling of strength came back more. Yes. Digestion felt good. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to to point that out because it's been a long time since I've I've mentioned that. And I didn't particularly seek out gluten-free oats either. I didn't make sure yeah. it was gluten-free. Yeah, mine are regular Scottish oats. <laughs> right. And and in in an, in a pure form, oats are gluten-free, but they get mm. contaminated easy from cross crops, winds blow, and you get a little bit of mm. other, you might get some wheat that gets small part, parts get into the, the processing and so forth and into the silos and into the, the, the end up into your food. But um, interesting, you also did not seek out a, a specifically gluten-free 
you know, yeah. claim. And, but when I did do the oats, it was my third attempt that it was successful. I had tried oats when I was on the, been on the program for about six months. I thought, yeah. let me try oats. Yeah. And I think I was knocked out for three days is what my husband could describe it. You know, it was, re- it was a real hit and I wasn't expecting it because yeah. I'd been doing so well for so many months. Yeah. I thought, how bad can it be with the oats? Yeah. But they were, and then I was really scared to reintroduce them. So this was my third attempt with the oats, even with the, um, the white uh, rice it was mm. on my second attempt that it was successful and you know so but now because I could get the, those oats I think it also it made taking on lentils and pulses much easier as well because they had been rejected a couple of times as well earlier mm. on in the process um, so with, in the summer I started the oats and then by the winter I was having all the lentils all the pulses all mm. the beans and that was about the same time as I had been discharged so uh, and I, I felt strong yeah. I felt um, much, um, much more resistant and just, like I say, 10, 10 years younger. That's, you know, I, I genuinely felt that then that this, you know, that I, it's, an RA was kind of a nightmare and it's over, especially the fact that I got discharged. I kind of felt I don't have it anymore. And mm. I was more open to trying not everything, but uh, re- when I was trying things, I was really open about trying it, like mentally thinking that mm. my body should accept this, I will be fine. I, you don't have that fear as much as you have earlier on because you get quite a lot of rejection uh, in the early stages. But by this time, I, you know, I was like, this, my body should be able to handle this. I, I feel strong. I'm doing everything. I'm, you know, I, I have I, so much healing has happened yeah. um, along the way um, that I, I, sh- I can take this. Isn't it interesting? So oats, oats are amazing. It's interesting. Yeah, you talk about you know the the feeling of being discharged. It's almost like you've been released. You've yeah. given yourself this change of definition as to what your life is about and what condition you do yeah. or don't have. And you yeah. have just basically, deeply at a cellular level, decided now I'm a strong, healthy person. I'm no longer mm. seeing that particular medical professional, and my blood markers are. Uh, showing me clearly that I have, I'm, I'm a healthy person now, and yeah. gosh, that's that's empowering. Um, and thank you also for mentioning that it took you three goes to get the oats. And yeah. I just want to remind our audience that oats, just like wheat, barley, and all the cereal grains, are mm. a huge, huge, and well-known trigger for RA mm. in the medical published literature. That's something that we should not be eating once we, you know, realize that we have food sensitivities and stuff. And, mm. and this is the, the fascination I have with oats or the sort of the, um, the, the love affair that I have with them is that once you can get to a point where you can tolerate the oats, they then it's a huge kind of indicator of where you're at digestively because it's yeah. almost like a weight at the gym. You can't lift the weight. You can't lift the weight. It's too heavy. But the day you can lift the, that weight, then yeah. your body, as a result of lifting that weight, then builds because it's now getting much stronger because now it lifts that particular weight at the gym, which is the oats, and then yeah. it becomes better at everything. Then it's just like yeah. it's this, this powerhouse of digestion. It's like the oats are so helpful. So, so it's we, a real milestone. It is. The, yeah. It's a huge milestone and, you, and it's a threshold. You can't, you can't tolerate it. You can't tolerate it. But then when you can, it supports you. It's, the, it's mm. incredible. You know, it's an incredible but phenomenon. But it's still my daily practice. I, I, if I, I know if a day I've missed porridge and had toast instead, yep. uh, oh, it's, it's, the day is not going to work out as well. It's got, I've got to have porridge every day. And it's, yep. a, you know, one cup of porridge, half a litre of 
oat milk, you know, so it's a good portion of um, yes. oats as well, you yes. know, it, and, and, and that's what my body wants. That's what it needs. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I ask, <laughs> can I ask um, if uh, curiosity, do you then snack mid morning or does your breakfast get you through to lunch and does your lunch also carry you through to dinner? Oh, it gets me through to lunch. I don't yeah. snack after that. And yeah. it's normally I have the, about half or seven in the morning when the ki- yeah. I'm doing the kids' breakfasts and then I, I don't then eat till midday. See, that's, that's another a, good insight, yeah. right? These subtle t- th- – my question is not just it leads to nowhere. These subtleties can be transformative to people who are looking for the next breakthrough because mm. I also found that eating a big meal – and then less snacking, then a big meal, less snacking, yeah. seem yeah. to work much better pain-wise yeah. and inflammation reduction-wise than eating all the time. Because yeah, yeah. I just feel that, you know, uh, you just have your, – your, your digestive system is just taking a break, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah and also you don't have to think about what do I need yeah. to eat next, you know, in the next yeah. hour or so. <laughs> you're, exactly. you're, you're fueled up for some time to get on with the rest of life. It's yep. not just about RA and food. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And if someone's not at that point yet because they can't eat the oats yet and they need to have the pseudo-grain mix, which can't fill you up enough yeah. for most people to get you through to lunch, then have yeah. your snack, have your, have your green smoothie, have some fruit, yeah. whatever it is. But, yeah. but, you know, there's some advantages in being, more yeah. advantages even than what you know, with the oats in the morning. Yeah. And the other question, I, yeah. sorry, sorry. the other question I had for you, What's up with the freezing the fruit? I've never heard of this before. I, it was a, what happened is that my mum uh, was pre-diabetic and she went to a course and they suggested freezing bread to uh, make it more digestible. It's just, it's, there's something in the chemistry, it does something to the sugars. And um, she said, why don't you try freezing some fruit? Um, and for the children, I because I don't want, they don't eat ice cream generally much now anymore because I'm because we're dairy free. The kind of a, our household is more or less dairy free now anyway, plant based. Um, and so to give them a summer treat, I started freezing some sliced watermelons. And I one day I said, oh, they look really good. I want to try one. So I just by accident I had one and I had no reaction to it. I thought like, this is great. Uh, you know, I'm getting it's like ice cream and it's 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 a, you know it's a hot it's a hot day, nice cold piece of um, frozen watermelon is great. And I thought, let me try some other fruits. Um, and I do some nice scream for them with frozen bananas. Um, so I, I had a bit of that. No reaction. I was like, oh, this is wonderful. Um, and let me try some berries um, and the raspberries. They were great. But for some reason, blueberries and strawberries, I still can't have. I can, I can feel the difference. Mm-hmm. The, slight, the slight low-grade twinge here or there. Nothing to kind of stop my day. But I know, but I, I know yeah. that something is on my radar. Um, so I've got no understanding of what the, what the real science is behind it, right. but it, it works for me. So I'll, I'll have to ask my <laughs> friends, uh, my friends Robbie and Cyrus over at Mastering Diabetes. I'll ask them because they yeah. might have they, they, the these answer. guys are just experts at blood glucose levels and insulin resistance. I mean, if, yeah. if, if they will have an answer as to why, because yeah. uh, I, I still can't eat a banana as it is, <laughs> which I, I love bananas. So I'm hoping right. one day I might be able to. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Well, what an enjoyable chat. Thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your story Thank with you us. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you for sharing yours. Otherwise, I wouldn't have, I would not have had this story without you. So thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very, very welcome. <laughs> and, um, you know, like Melissa said, if we can just help one person by putting this information yeah. out there, it'll be a worthwhile endeavor. And, um, you know, I can't wait to tell her she's 
she's off with the kids at the moment and um, when she gets back I'll, I'll tell her you know some highlights from your uh, wonderful story and as I say to everyone at the end of these um, happy sort of um, uh, positive stories chats um, the enemy the enemy now is only complacency right mm-hmm. so we can never allow the complacency to set in do not eat yeah. oil at a restaurant do yeah. not begin to start putting oils on your salad. You're not going yeah. to become omega three deficient if you if you don't put oils on your salads. Okay. Yeah. We live the life of pie. We're living with a mm. wild animal, and the moment that we start to just think, oh, it's normal to live with a wild animal, and you can start to mess with it, its instincts attack, and things can go wrong. So we mm. don't want that. We want to keep things on keep the train on the tracks and uh, to do so we need to remain not to take any crazy risks and so I don't think you're going to do that you've seen how bad things can be exactly I'm not going back there but it's my duty of care (laughs) I've got a new new life I've got a new life I wouldn't mess it up (laughs) fantastic fantastic well thank you so much for sharing your story thank you so much I really appreciate it and uh, I went and just before we hit record your husband set up the computer there and I can see how supportive yeah, he no, he's been incredible. He's been, I couldn't have done it without him. Every step of the way, the research, like finding the hot yoga, finding the Linden method, finding, you know, supporting me. Just This diet is not easy to do, you know, yeah. on a logistics kind of way when you've got a young family. You know, he's been there throughout. I'm, I'm very, very grateful. Yeah, I can tell that. He's just so caring and he just, you know, I can yeah. just see how he wanted to, to, to say thanks and hi and stuff. You know, I could see he's sort of... Um, What's the word? Very present, really present, and yeah, and I can yeah. tell. What I what I think's just upon reflection, just before we say bye, you have incorporated all aspects of the required healing path. You know, whilst we did talk a lot about diet, you talked about the emotional side of things, the yeah. mindset side of things, the support yeah, yeah. side of things, the yeah. exercise side of yeah, things, yeah. the medications you took for a little while. Yeah. And and would have gone back there had you have needed to, you were prepared to. So, yeah. you know, all of these pieces of the puzzle you engaged with is wasn't yeah. like you just decided just to change what you're eating and nothing else changed. No, you changed everything and that's yeah. what's needed. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, next week I'm actually just about to start um, yoga teacher training. Oh, so I awesome. have really awesome. changed my whole yeah. life. <laughs> yoga has done so much for me as well as you and now it's my, like I say, I can... <laughs> Help one person. Yeah, it's been worth it. It's well, been worth it. Isn't it a great ripple effect? You know, helping yes. helping is contagious. I get I got yeah. goosebumps again just now. Helping helping is contagious. And so, a takeaway message to anyone who enjoyed this episode is: Who can you help? Who can you help? It feels good. Go and help someone because helping someone else helps you tenfold. It's like oh, giving a gift. Hugely. You know what it yeah, feels yeah. like when you get a when you give a gift and you watch that person's yeah. life. Uh, or persons um, when they're opening the gifts. And so we all have a gift to offer regardless of where we're at on our own healing journey. Some people Mm. don't even know what a green smoothie is. We can all share share how that can be done to someone else. Yes, I have. Yeah, I have mm. on many occasions. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, with that with that in our mind, let's say goodbye, and I look forward to chatting with you more inside uh, rheumatoid support. Not that you'll need much of my help. Um, so I really want to uh, thank you again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. 
If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.